I just want to say that true crime cases are something that I've been reading about. And I want to say that I don't mean any harm or disrespect or anything. And sometimes the cases can be really, really scary. But I try to do true crime and creepy things Tuesday. So this recording might be up twice. And I just want to say I don't mean any harm, disrespect, or any hurtfulness. I'm just giving you the facts of the cases and letting everyone know that this is what I found. This is a case people have been talking about. This is a case that people are thinking about. I have looked into a lot of cases and I don't want to just, I don't want anyone to feel disrespected. If I say their name wrong, you can try to correct me. I might try to be able to pronounce it right. I might not be able to my learning problem but I just want to say that I don't mean any disrespect to anyone ever and I hope that you all understand that I'm just giving you the facts and sometimes I may or may not give you my opinion or I could just tell you like hey this is my opinion based on what they are saying like not even a I know this personally but like more of a like a this is what people are leaning towards and do I agree or disagree but a lot of the time I don't really know so I'm gonna say like this could be my opinion but I really don't know them personally or know the case personally so it really is like a, this is what has been said so this is what the opinion of other people have been and I hope y'all understand that I don't mean any disrespect harm and I do not suggest you do any of this stuff that people have done and I hope that this stuff doesn't continue to happen and I hope y'all enjoy the cases and I hope y'all learn from them more importantly and I hope you all understand better that hey this is what happens let's be careful let's learn from this let's learn from this let's try to get a new law in let's try to do this let's try to keep it from happening again okay okay today the content could be a little more chore for audiences. So please, ask someone before listening to this video. It's mature and may be uncomfortable for some viewers. Viewer discretion is advised. Be cautious. This is more for adults or for those who get permission. Summer's three younger brothers were removed from the Wells family home six weeks after her disappearance. It came after Donald claimed that his house was a dangerous place to be, aimed to slew of threats being made against him and Candace, which turn reportedly drove him to start drinking heavily. Sometimes this type of stuff can just bring out the worst in people. They're sad, they're angry, they're mad. Then they're worried about their other children being taken and then it puts a strain on relationships. If you've ever heard a true crime case that hasn't been solved, this is one of the biggest problems with couples is like when they lose a kid, sometimes they don't want to be together. They separate. They don't want to stay together. Right now with everybody attacking us and all this stuff going on, it's probably better for them, well said on a podcast. Donald also reportedly said that a lot of people are coming to him and accusing him of 
various things regarding the disappearance of his daughter. I believed that stuff, Wells said. Like an idiot, I believed it and I flipped out, started drinking and everything else, and that's why they took our kids. The podcast host, Jennifer Youngblood, told local media that he admitted that the boys began taking was due to him having an episode of drinking and there are other things swirling around the internet that it could be the home life or what's going on right now in Summer's case. Donald also said that the family had caught a number of people trespassing on their property including one woman who claimed to be a psychic. We don't need her crazy stopping at our house. She claims to be a Christian and then she claims to be a psychic. How does that work? Just know that we love our daughter with all of our hearts. We will never do anything to hurt our daughter. We would never hurt a soul. We love everybody. We are Christian people. We wouldn't hurt nobody, especially our beautiful, loving daughter. Donna Wells and Candace Bly, Bly both previously claimed to have taken and passed a lie detector test in relation to Summer's disappearance. Candace reportedly took the test at the district attorney's office on June 20th, five days after Summer's disappearance. Donald, meanwhile, claimed to have successfully completed a polygraph on June 17th. He told local media that both he and Candace had asked to do a test sooner, but the pair were reportedly too emotional to go through it. I don't care who you are. When your child disappears, you are devastated. So to me, I wouldn't be able to do it right away either. I'd be like freaking out. And of course, sadly, people that are close to you, the parents, are usually the first suspect. At first I didn't get no sleep for days. I couldn't sleep for two days. It was the worst mystery and pain I've ever felt in my life, he said. I wasn't able to take a lie detector test. They made me wait a little bit, but when I did, take it, I pass. They made Candace wait five days longer to take her. She just wasn't able to. She tried and she wasn't able to. People are saying we failed and we took another test. That's not the case. When we did take them, we both passed them, he added. One asked if his theory about what happened this summer had changed. Donald said no. She's been adopted in my mind, 100%. I know Candace wouldn't lie to me about any of the facts. She was no reason to, and she wouldn't lie. Uh, someone sadly said she's probably dead. Around three weeks later in July, Donald offered the grim prediction that Summer's probably no longer alive. Statistically speaking, there's a good chance she's already dead, Donald told the King's Spot. Times news. I hate to think that. I love her with all my heart. If nothing else, he continued, I'll see her in the reassurance as long as I keep I keep the commandments and do what I'm supposed to do, I'll see her. Donald added that he would do anything to have my baby back and said he's putting his faith in God to turn this around. I made up my mind not to let sane one, he said. I've got to move forward. I've got to go to work. I still gotta try, even though I miss her. During the July interview, he also insisted that he wouldn't allow his daughter's disappearance to drive him back to drinking. 
I'm not going to let Satan convince me to drink, he said in the phone interview. I'm not going to down that road. I choose life. I choose God. Donald Wales arrested for DUI. But on Saturday night, Donald was arrested on suspicion of driving under the influence near his home in Hawks County. Donald is facing multiple other charges, including having an open container, violation of responsibility, and others. His charge of financial responsibility may have stemmed from driving without insurance, according to the network. As Tennessee law requires drivers to provide evidence they can pay for repairs and damages after certain charge or incident accident. Donald was also charged with improper lane usage. Under the state law, it's required that a vehicle shall be driven as nearly as practical entirely without a single lane and shall not be moved from that lane until the driver has first a stain that movement can be made with safety. Custody gag order. So, there has been a lot in this case. There's a Dr. Phil clip. There's a clip on Kendall Ray. I hope we find her safe, sound, unharmed. There's a lot of information here. I hope that talking about this case as much as I don't like talking about the newest cases because I feel like if that was me, I wouldn't want that. But at the same time, you need those people out there looking and figuring out, hey, what is going on? I hope you all learned something from this. I hope I learned something from this. As the mystery stretched on, Tara's family refused to wait passively for news. Her mother and her stepfather, John Dole, took the extraordinary steps of becoming deputized in Vance County, compiling police re records and chasing leads from state to state. Patty and John kept hoping Tara would be found alive, and they stalked stocked her bedroom with new gifts for every birthday and Christmas that went by. Oh, that makes me want to cry and had in sappy tears that they were nice enough to do that but sad that she vanished. And now I want to cry because it's so sad but giving yourself some hope is good. <clears throat> in 2006, after years of Declining health, Patty died of complication following a series of strokes. John and I finally had closure that Tara was dead, said Chris, but Mom never did. She would constantly have dreams that Tara was home and then wake up in tears. The toll Tara's disappearance took on the family affected her stepsister, Michelle, 49, so much that in 2010, 20 years after Tara's disappearance, she and Tara's high school pal, Mel Madeline Melanie began sourcing police files and re-interviewing witnesses in an effort to keep the case alive. In 2017, um, Melanie Melanie 
M-E-L-I-N-D-I-N-D-A, Watch the podcast Vanished. I actually think I've heard of that podcast. The Tara Coco interview, she is convinced that she and Michelle are getting closer to locating Tara's remains. I want to know where she is, Michelle said in 2018. I also want somebody to be pay for it. So does former Valence Sheriff Renee Rivery, who was the lead investigator in the case from 1996 to 2007. Rivery says it's likely that Terry was killed by teenage boys she knew. In 2008, he told the... Oh boy. I'm gonna have to spell this. A-L-B-U-Q-U-E-R-Q-U-A journal that he believed that the parents of those boys were com- oh, in hiding the truth about what had happened to Tara. According to the police report, she had been receiving threatening notes on her car windshield in the months before she disappeared. And multiple witnesses have reported that Tara was followed by a pickup truck the day she went missing. Somebody out there knew something, FBI. Supervisor Story Specialist Agent Ben Bargos told people, for those closest to Tara, that there many finally be an answer about her fate and someone brought to justice for it would mean some measure of peace. She was a good person, very sweet, very smart, said Tara's friend Evans. Jeannie Evans. If you anyone knows anything, come forward. Ghost haunting, the signs of spirits, shadow figures, child spirits, ghostly voices, animals of supernatural. So let's see, where should we start? What is the paranormal? It's a ghost stories have and thrilled us from as long as there have been people to tell ghost stories. We share tales of things that go bump in the night as entertainment, as cautionary tales, as education, as ways to have a good spine tingly scare. But where does the fiction end and the, and the facts begin? There's no real way to tell. Maybe that's why people are so captivated by the paranormal. The line between what's real about ghosts, if that is, there's anything real about them at all, and what's invented for the sake of a good ghost story is so blurry that it's almost impossible to separate the two. For a topic that's widely discussed and has such a huge presence in our daily lives as the paranormal, there's almost no hard evidence to support the actual existence of supernatural forces that ha- 
hasn't stopped us from talking about them and searching for them for millennia. What is the paranormal? It's more than just ghosts. While spirits and entities inhabit one major area of the paranormal, that's far from the only one. The prefix para means alongside, near, resembling, or apart from. So Panera, a paranormal phenomenon, then are things that are close to what we consider normal but aren't quite normal or easily explained. Aliens, UFOs, another main area of study for paranormal investigators. In fact, more people believe life exists on other planets than they believe in ghosts. In a 29 YouGov poll, 45% of Americans survey said they believe in ghosts and 46 said they believe in other supernatural beings. And in 2019, Gallup poll report that 49% of Americans believe that there are people somewhere like ourselves on other planets. And 75% of response said they believe that life of some form exists somewhere besides Earth. And that's not the only type of paranormal creature people believe in. Animals whose presence on Earth is unproven as fascinating. There are many people who believe it's possible that creatures like Bigfoot, the Yeti, or the Loch Ness Monster are real. Some people say that Nessie is the ghost of a dinosaur, but that's another story. Beyond creatures and aliens, other areas of paranormal include the enhanced power of the mind, like division, the ability to predict the future, the ability to read minds or be sensitive to energies, and telekinesis, the ability to move things with only the mind. Curiously, this is the supernatural phenomenon that's generally less believed, but can be proven the most it is most closely studied by scientists like Dr. Dean Radin, a parapsychologist who studies Pisces or physics phenomena, Paramon, and his published books about his findings despite being the supernatural phenomenon. Most easily studies measure and observe physical abilities are consistently discounted even by people who believe in ghosts and aliens. Could this be because when it comes to the supernatural people would rather have fewer con concrete answers? Probably who would want to know there's a ghost in your house or a demon. Is the unknown nature of the paranormal part of its appeal? There are scientists evidence-based approach possible. The methods don't have a set of standards to measure against the same way parapsychologist studies do. That hasn't though spotted people from trying to find evidence of ghosts. In fact, it's happening 
since the beginning of the record recorded history. One of the oldest ghost stories ever dated back to ancient Egypt, the pyramids are even older than the tale. The uh, Bigfoot made the big ape celebrate Saipan. The history of ghost hunting. Even the most ancient civilizations believe in ghosts for thousands of years. People have tried to explain why what ghosts are, why they exist, how they stay behind, and the reason they have for doing so. Ancient Egypt believed so strongly in the afterlife and in the presence of the soul after the death of a body that they relied on rituals in the Book of the Dead to help souls reach the afterlife successfully. In fact, one of the earliest recording ghost stories dates back to ancient Egypt in the 1200 BCE in the early 20th century for pottery shards were found that tell a story of a ghost of a mummified man talking to a high priest of the Egyptian god Omen about what it's like to be a ghost. I grew up and I did not see the rise of sun, the man says according to a 1915 translation by Egyptian I did not breathe the air, but darkness was before me every day, and no one came to find me. Just a few centuries later, legends of Diu Bo, an ancient Chinese ghost, arose in life. Was a minister to be a ghost. I grew up, oh wait, okay. In life, Diu Bu was a minister to Emperor Zanax Wong who lived from 800, no, 827 to 782 BCE. According to the legend, the emperor had Diu Bu killed around 785 BCE over a disagreement despite the fact that D.B. had warned Xavier that he would come back and haunt the powerful man. He did more than haunt the emperor. Chinese philosopher Mose, who lived from 470 to 391 BCE, wrote that Xavier was killed with an arrow fired by an approximate resemblance Debo in front of an assembly of federal lords. Ancient Greeks and Romans often told ghost stories as what those ghosts might be and why they would hunt the living. Usually they believe ghosts were the spirits of innocent people who were murdered and whose souls stayed behind in a place. But many times the ghosts were of people who sought revenge in life and did not find rest in the death. Greek philosophers said. Let's leave a little bit about Vikings. Ah, here we go. From sea to village she explore the brief history of the Viking era, a long region of terror. 
a 300 year timeline tracking the days of the Norsemen region. Famous families look at the Viking king who have trans transcended time and built long-term logics. 28. Trapping of war. The armor and weapons that kept warriors safe through batter. battle. Battleship. Breaking down the technical advances and types of Viking boats. The top 10 battles that changed the face of the world. A day in the life. Go into the daily extinction of an average Norse family. Learn of the lost land in Viking society. For Vikings on the home front was a sport all in its own. To this day, treasure hunters, hunters the world over discovering buried Viking fortune inside the surprisingly statue enormous legal system, the final farewell tradition of Viking families and friends. Meet the gods guiding the Viking way. Behind today's most memorable mythical creatures. I hope you all enjoyed. Have a great day. Bye for now. Of her computer. As a mother, I couldn't imagine if anything bad happened to my children. She says, convinced that her family moves could have masked something sinister, and because she had often caught her father lying, I start googling places we had lived and cold case murders. I was coming up blank, she says. Then all of a sudden it hit me. What about Watertown? She typed in cold cases in Watertown and was flooded with stories about the notorious sweetheart murders. An unsolved crime involving two local 19-year-old Timothy Hack and Kelly Drew, who had disappeared from a venue called the Concord House after a wedding reception in 1980. Two months after they went missing, their decom decomposed bodies were found in the woods. Hack had been stabbed in the back and chest and Kelly was strangled and assaulted. The case would haunt the town and local law enforcement for almost three decades. It was literally, I was literally shaking, April says of reading the article. I certainly remember everything. She recalls that her dad had been, had worked as a handyman at the Concord house and Hank and Drew had gone missing the same week her family had moved out of Watertown. Shaking. April picked up the phone and called authorities, eventually connecting with DEP uh, Chad of the Johnson County Sheriff's Office, who had worked on the original case. Though Everett had been interviewed at the time, at the time of the murders because he worked at the Concord house. Gretchen told people, looking through the files, we discovered Edward left Wisconsin within a day of being interviewed. 
eventually April told me was starting to add up. Weeks later, Edward was arrested and Gertrude confirmed to April that her father's DNA had been a 100% match with the DNA found on the murders of murder victims. I started hyperventilating, April says. That was the moment it hit me. Growing up, April always knew her father had a troubled past. He was raised in an orphanage where he claimed he had been abused. He had been just honorable discharge from the Marines and eventually turned to a life of petty crime, often spending time in prison for ashen and robbing, gas station, um, and even appearing on the FBI's 10 most wanted list for a robbery charge in 1961. But by the time Edward met April's mother, Kay, he claimed to be completely reformed, charming and intelligent. He used his past to gain fame and notoriety, writing a best-selling book, Memorphosis of a Criminal, and touring colleges and churches speaking to crowds about he, how he had turned his life around. He appeared on an episode of the popular TV game show To Tell the Truth, where a celebrity panel had to guess which of the three contestants had once been a convicted felon. He and Kay had five kids together, and Edward gave every appearance of being a happily family man, supporting his family by buying and fixing up houses and then selling them. Edward was generous to neighbors and friends and integrated himself to local law enforcement. But close, behind closed doors, April says, her father, Stark side came out. He was abusive verbally and physically. Been there? Know how that feels. <laughs> totally not fun. Edward was also, oh, multiple times he put my mother in the hospital. Edward was also obsessed with murder. She says, subscribing to detective magazines and coping newspaper articles about all the local crimes, he often made the kids watch videos about the infamous Zodiac Killer who terrorized Northern California from the 1960s through 1970s by murdering at least five known victims while claiming to have killed 37. April remembers her father screaming at the screen, that's not how it happened, whether it was because her, he felt he was an expert on the murders or because he had personal knowledge of them. She didn't know. I always had my suspicion, she says. You grow up and you realize this is not normal. On July 30, 2009, after his daughter called to police, Edward Wayne Edward was arrested and charged with the murder of Timothy and Ka Ka Kelly. Once in custody, he confessed to killing the teens and kept confessing. He told police he had also murdered Billy, 21, and Judy, 18, in Ohio Park in 1977, killing them both with shotgun blast to the neck. Yeah, okay, dude. And good for you, April, for being strong enough to try to get through this because, dang, this is crazy. Today, we're going to be covering Summer Wells. I wanted to cover this. I saw it on Kendall Ray. I'm not going to lie. 
I'll probably link her below. But missing since June 15th, 2021. Missing from Rogersville TN, age five, sex female, race white, hair blonde, eye color blue, height three zero, weight four LB, description last seen wearing gray pink, wait, gray pants, a pink shirt, and possibly barefooted. An Amber Alert has been issued on behalf of the Hawkins County Sheriff Office for Summer Moon Ulta Wells. Summer's a five-year-old female, three feet tall, 40 pounds, with blonde hair, blue eyes. Summer was last seen wearing gray pants, pink shirt, and was possibly barefooted. If you have seen Summer or have any information regarding her whereabouts, please contact the Hawks County Sheriff's Office at 423-272-7121 or the TBI at 1-800-TBI-FOUND. Let's get into the case. Where is Summer? Seven chilling details in the case of missing Summer Wells. From five years old, shaved her hair to brother's removal from home. Now, anything I talk about this case, I'm not trying to disrespect her family, friends, or anyone. I'm just reviewing this case so people may have another update about her. Maybe you can find her. Maybe you can make sure it's not an unsolved case for years. I hope they find her alive and well and not unharmed, which is the best case. The worst case is you find her, she might have to go through some therapy, but I hope they find her, period. The worst case scenario, um, she's no longer with us and I'm sorry to the family. I just hope any way this case plans out, it's not an unsolved case for years. I think with the DNA we have, and we'll try to find understand facts, and I know it's an open investigation, so there's not much they can tell us, but I'm hoping for the best for this little girl. A five-year-old girl who vanished from her family Tennessee home in June has still not been found nearly five months later as a mystery continues to surround the case. So I'm guessing this article was when it like first happened. I try not to usually do cases that are brand new, but at the same time, I'm like, should I cover brand new cases? Because if you do, will that help get people to pay attention, ask where maybe this person is, see what's going on? Summer Moon, U Utah? Yalta Wells has been seen on June 15th outside of her family home in Hawks County Beach Beach Creek County. Wow. Summer's dad is Donald. Summer has been in the front yard playing 
flowers with her mother and grandmother at the time. Her father, Donald, previously said, at some point around 6.30 p.m., Summer vanished back inside the home on her way because she wanted to go downstairs and play for toys, he said. I went down in the basement and she was gone. She went out the basement door, which was unlocked, and we haven't seen her since, Donald Wells said. An Amber Alert was issued for Summer the following day after being upgraded from a endangered child alert. Very few updates on the case have been shared by police since an investigation has not shared an investigator has not shared any con concrete theories about what may have happened to the young girl. Donald has previously said that the family believes she was abducted, despite officials saying there is no evidence to support this claim. Abduction claims she would never leave our hill. Okay, so let me give you my input right here. Some people say the family did it. Some say the dad did it. Some say the mom did it. Some say she could have been abducted. And the third theory is because they live in the wilderness and like there's mountains, there's bears, there's rivers, she could have been taken by an animal or she knows how to swim but sometimes there's currents and little kids do not mix when they're by themselves. It could be something like that where like unfortunately nature took over. The worst case is one of the parents or family relative or friend did it. I guess the second worst one would be abduction. But I hate to even say this because this, I don't want to sound mean or hurtful or rude, but from what I remember from Kendall Ray's video, she said one of the uh, trafficking one of the highest kids they want is blue-eyed, blonde hair. What's what they say? I'm not a hundred percent sure, but apparently that's something that she has talked about. Where like she's like, yeah, they like this, and then there's some people who like this, but like blonde hair and blue eyes is like a top one. Where sadly that can happen. And I know it's unfortunate, and I'm not saying it did or didn't happen, I'm just stating that because she has blonde hair, blonde hair and blue eyes, it could be a problem. Because from what I understood, that's one of the top markets from what she said. And she does work with a people who do help those who are been trafficked or in trafficking and get them out. I don't know what happened this summer and I hope she is okay. He said in late June, I think someone snuck up on her and grabbed her. I don't think she's in the area because the dog does down to the road and that's the end of the trail but I don't know that for a fact. The way that she disappeared, she would never have done that he added. We know that there are people praying around, all around the world, praying for her safe return. Many people love her. In a recent interview with WVLT, Donald elaborated, elaborated 
further on his theory in busting in busting someone came through a wooden trail near the family's home and took the girl when nobody was watching. We don't know if it was someone was waiting in the basement or if someone came outside here and went to the swing or possibly back up to the grandmoms. We don't know, he said. All we know is that she went down the basement. That's the only thing we know to play with for toys. Also, they talk a little bit about corn mafia. I have no idea what that is that could have taken her. And it's hard to find information on from what I was reading and hearing from people. But I couldn't tell you. My biggest hope is she is unharmed and if she needs therapy, someone helps her because, I mean, if nature took over, which it could because like nature could be good or bad. We don't know if someone was, okay. Donald added that the family basement door was typically left open or unlocked. Yeah, here's a tip. Don't leave that ever again. Leave the door locked. Make sure the kid has a key. Make sure you have a key where no one else can find it. The boys, a lot of times, would leave this unlocked and wide open a bunch of times and we'd get on them and tell them you can't do that. But we'd always find it open a bunch of times. We tried to control that, but we couldn't control that 100% of the time. He continued. Yeah, so here's the thing. Little kids don't listen a lot of the time. And yeah, then leaving the door open was not good. Donald told the network that from there, he believes Summer was carried down a steep and rugged trail just a few feet away from the house. At the time of her disappearance, Donald said he was at work. His sons were inside the home and his wife and mother-in-law were outside facing away from the basement door. Well, I think whoever grabbed her probably had her mother co mouth covered and I think she was gasping, ga gas gasping for air by the time she got somewhere down here because our neighbor had a, heard a scream, a really funny scream. She's been telling us that all along, he said. I hope you like. You can check me out on Facebook, YouTube, TikTok. I also have another podcast. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Bye for now. Over and out.